0: Hi, everyone. Today, you're tuning in with me, Rizwana Manjur, on our In Conversation with series. In the hot seat, we have Ian Ong, CEO and co-founder of Roots Digital. Founded in 2016, Roots Digital has worked with some of the largest brands and organizations, including Microsoft, Ministry of Education, National University Cancer Institute Singapore, and Parkway Pantai. The agency specializes in e-commerce marketing and lead generation for businesses, offering services such as search engine optimization to pay-per-click advertising. In its first year, Roots Digital became one of the youngest digital marketing agencies handpicked to join the Google Elevator program. Ian, who has close to a decade of experience, believes that a true digital marketing professional can only understand each digital marketing channel when they're willing to get their hands dirty in campaign execution. Let's join him on his journey today. Hi Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Now my first question is an easy one. Tell us how you got started with Roots Digital.
1: Okay, so uh, Roots Digital is a digital agency specializing in helping e-commerce and B2B companies in scaling their businesses. So it has always been my dream to own to start my own business. I used to work in agencies like MediaComp and Habas Media to manage clients' paid search campaign. So I am the campaign guy behind the scene. So in agencies, technical people like me are quote unquote less sexy because we are not the revenue generating unit. So unlike business development team and the client servicing team, then I realized like with the technical skill set I had. Uh, I can put it to good use to earn extra income. So, in 2013, I started freelancing. Then my first unofficial client, right, was an e-commerce um, company selling sports nutrition like protein powder in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So, back in those days, I have already generate, uh, developed an affinity for e-commerce business because digital marketing is their bread and butter when it comes to driving traffic to their online store. My work will have a direct impact on their revenue. And that's why um, I love what I do um, when it comes to digital marketing.
0: How has the journey been like for you?
1: It was a roller coaster, right? Throughout these four year four years period. Uh, and I would say it's an eventful one. Mm-hmm. I have to put on like different hats from being the, the business development person to, to the guy chasing after payments for overdue invoices. Then I felt in terms of personal growth, um, these four years. Really um uh, forced me to up my game in the shortest possible time.
0: Now, how did you decide on a name like Roots? Is there a secret meaning behind the name?
1: Because in terms of um how I view the entire like um digital um, marketing landscape, I would say, is back to the foundation because a lot of time people are chasing after the the next big thing, the silver bullet to, to for a campaign, but a lot of time they forgot about the, the fundamentals. So back to the roots, Um, that's why this this name come about.
0: I really love that emphasis you put as an agency on fundamentals and going back to the core, Um, despite whatever shiny new toy might be out in the market. Because really, I do believe at the end of the day, fundamentals are what unites us and we're in the business of connecting people and businesses. So what else would you say, um, besides this very important point makes your agency so different from your competitors out there?
1: I will say pretty blunt, bluntly right that um, agencies are pretty much the same um, what differentiates agencies boils down to a lot onto the branding and uh, processes so in today's world especially when buzzwords like uh, performance marketing and like growth happening mm. these type of phrases have been thrown around quite freely you see mm-hmm. then people are expecting a silver bullet in their campaigns um, in terms of performance where their ideal scenario is having a 10x return on s spend kind of um, results. However, they neglected the marketing fundamental which is branding. So typically, I will ask my prospect or clients, would you rather buy from a brand you are aware of or buy from an unknown brand? Because brand awareness has been the metric that seems to be that are forgotten when digital marketing comes into play and when performance performance marketing becomes like the buzzword in the industry.
0: That's interesting. So you're saying that um, at the end of the day, you still have to build up that equity and not just bank on your digital executions, rather work on building the trust and the resonance with the community. Um, But now we see a lot of uh, the emergence of a lot of small home-based businesses on Instagram and Facebook. So as a new brand, how can you then build brand awareness?
1: So because for brand awareness is something that I personally felt that is built over time. Oh. And um, for example, when they run when a when a company runs an always on digital campaign, be it on Facebook or Google search, when their brand name um appears on a person's Facebook news feed over a period of time, the brand um awareness is building up in the person's mind as well.
0: So in general, how difficult would you say it is for you to understand your clients' business problems across Asia? Since clients are more and more careful of the data that they now share or the problems they may face internally, Um, third-party partners or agencies might not always get uh, the full picture of what they're going through. Can you share with us any such scenarios that you might have faced?
1: Okay, it's indeed challenging, especially in Asia. So a lot of time when I met uh, uh when I meet a, a client or prospect, I will ask them regarding their like past campaign performance. They tend to I notice they tend to inflate the numbers, uh, especially the conversion numbers. So this could be due to a fear of being judged for poor campaign results, or simply to in a way to save the face. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an uh, Asian thing. In one occasion, or a prospect, now client, right, was telling me his company is generating 200 plus inbound leads per month from their camp- campaigns. But after, like, digging deeper into how he ran his campaign and understanding the conversion rate, I knew that uh, the numbers mm, do not seem to work out. But instead of exposing them, hey, this number is not right, I feel that it's more important to, like, ask them uh, what are their challenges yeah, in like, in converting cold traffic to, into lead. And sometimes it's, um, answer need not be coming out directly from your client's mouth. Yeah. So for example, a lot is in digital, um, digital marketing. A lot of the matrix is purely like, um, calculation using formulas. So back to the example of 200 plus leads and with around like 2000 uh, inbound traffic, which means he must have, he needs to have a 10% conversion rate in order to hit the number of 200 plus conversions. Mm. But. Um, Based on my experience, a sales inquiry type of conversions, the rate is between like 0.5% to 1%. Yeah, so this is my my version of unofficial stats. Based on this number, I know that the data that he gave me uh, might not be true.
0: Does the inflating of numbers in some markets then make it hard for you to reach a conclusive plan for your client?
1: Because ultimately, um, sometimes client wanted to see is the process in how you can help them to reach that particular um, objective to increase the number of leads. And another use case is using like numbers in the formulas is to uncover a prospect marketing's budget as well. So like uh, which in most cases is marketing budget is similar to the most classified secret in an organization. Yeah, when where agencies are always told that there is no budget or wanted us to propose. For example, it, during an in discussion about a lead gen campaign to drive a webinar signups for an IT company. So when asked about a campaign goal, specifically the number of signups, the client actually uh, set at hundred. Uh-huh. So based on the cost per sign up for web webinars campaign, my past experience was is the range is from 20 to 30 dollars, depending on the industry. Then when some stats online are stating that it can go as high as $98, then so with these numbers in mind, right, I float a proposed media budget of 2 k to 3 k in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's when the prospect reviews that he's only prepared to spend uh, $1K to promote this webinar. So all these can help uh, me to uncover certain information to make the conversation much more fruitful.
0: You hit the nail on the head um, on a topic that we talk about a lot these days, which is the marketing budget, which has always always been thought to be shrinking and breaking and because of the fragmentation of media. And in the recent times with the COVID situation, this hasn't gotten any better. How are you as an agency handling this?
1: During this period, um, showing empathy is um, the key. Oh. Is especially when... Businesses, not just agency, but client side is also facing similar issues. So a lot of time would be like understanding like what are the challenges when it comes to, for example, lead. Is it something that they want to increase the lead count during this period of time? How do they want to manage the marketing budget? So even before the pandemic situation, I always know, I always tell client that marketing budget is finite. So what my role is to work with them based on their marketing budget, to come out with a plan that, that fits their budget. So it's to understand their situation first, then from there we can work together to come out with the plan.
0: So your company deals with a lot of search marketing and e-commerce and, of course, data. What advice can you give to marketers who might face data paralysis with so much data out there right now?
1: Okay, actually my advice um, to, on this is... Quite count uh, I would say it's counterintuitive. Like, uh, I will advise marketers to give themselves like more space, a breather when it comes to like um what to track and which area they must track. So yes, data is important, and it is meant to make our life easier and not the other way around. So if they become so particular about the data, it actually makes their work much harder when you know, or even like, when it comes to optimizing a campaign. So I use um. Like maybe take, taking Google search ads as an example. So there is a specific metric called quality, called quality score that measures the advertiser's um, ad relevancy, landing page experience, and the expected click-through rate. Mm. However, this, this metric right, is allocated at a keyword level. So imagine you have like 10,000 keywords in an account. Does it mean that um, we have, our marketers have to go through each individual keyword and picking on every single score? So, my just my take is that the one keyword itself, right, does not necessarily move the needle or the ability to really generate any statistical difference in the entire campaign. So, more importantly, with advancement in technology, things like auto bidding, these help leave off a lot of um load when it comes to analyzing the data, determining what to do. So I will say so, not so much about like uh, individual um keywords bidding, but uh marketers should may, may, may need to go back into like areas like ads, whether their ads are attractive or their landing page are converting. So sometimes it's we should look at a bigger picture instead of focusing on each individual keyword.
0: How do you keep up with the changes in digital given there's so many things coming your way at such an intense speed
1: all the time? Because for me, like uh maybe from my background, I have been the um the guy that runs campaign. So it's always like a personal interest to continuously learn. Um, what's the latest technology out there? What's the latest feature rolled out by different app platform? Because I always think that if I don't have the skills, I will be will not be able to lead my team. So I'm I will be like the go to guy for for my team when we have uh um, maybe have some questions about. Ad management, so that's why I I make it um task for me to constantly update myself when it comes to the uh, latest feature, the technology.
0: So you lead by example clearly. Um, now I want to talk about retention a little bit. Retention is a huge issue. In the ad industry, for both big networks and independents, you've worked with big networks, so I'm sure you've seen the churn that they face as well. And now, um, having run your industry, I'm sure this is also a problem that you, from time to time, face. In many markets, such as Indonesia, you see a lot of the young talent actually heading to startups or becoming tech entrepreneurs how do you then as a leader position your agency to attract the right set of talent do you think it's harder for you since you have a boutique agency and um or do you feel that the tides are now shifting
1: ah okay because working in boutique agencies um sounds less appealing as compared <laughs> to working in like a unicorn startup or maybe a a big um agency firm so for me, uh, unfortunately, I have difficulty when it comes to attracting the right set of talent. Instead of attracting, I will pursue them. So I built this agency with a full remote setup in mind. So a huge part of this decision right, is in me because I'm not a fan of traveling to, to a physical office and wasting t- hours per day on commuting. Plus, I can't remember when is the last time client want, um, wanted to visit um, my office. So being remote, which means that my talent is not limited to the Singapore market. So just one month ago, um, I hired a talented um designer based in Indonesia. Oh. She was from Hook. So I found her profile from the um the famous seriously awesome people list. I straight away went to the list and looked for the right talent I'm looking for.
0: So as a leader during this period, tell me how do you keep your staff motivated with so much negativity out there?
1: So in terms of this, I would say communication will be the key, especially when being remote, right? I don't have the luxury of like having um, face time oh. to have communication with my team. So I actually pre set something like a weekly call or sometimes twice a week, oh. uh, on a Monday and Friday to understand like how is the situation, any difficulty that they face. For example, where especially when a new hire like my designer, for me, I would actually uh, take an extra step to find out more about designer or uh, what is it like to be a designer. And so that when I see her work, I can make uh, a meaningful like feedback, design feedback. So because sometimes design is something very subjective, a good design to some someone might be a bad design to another. So yeah. that's why um, I feel that uh, I need to be show more extra empathy, especially during this period of time, You yeah, have to make them feel um, comfortable. <laughs> Plus, I think as being a remote setup, right, Um, I learned that there is this uh, hierarchy of communication, email being the lowest, and of course, the highest is uh, face-to-face meeting. Mm. Um, But then without that, the next one will be video conferencing and video call, uh, uh, sorry, audio call. As much as possible, we will go for like a video call or an audio call on a twice-per-week basis.
0: What has been the biggest challenge for you in the last four years?
1: The challenge um, will come will be coming from building the team. So agencies is a very uh, people business. So for us we don't really manufacture like um, products. we manufacture man hours. Our asset is from the team. So growing the team will be something that um, is a challenge, especially being a, a small agency. People doesn't naturally attract to organization like this. The key challenges will be hiring and also to um, when it comes to the branding part.
0: So you touched on a very important point of people and actually the industry is not that huge. So we do see a lot of um, people shuffling from one agency to another. Two, three years of employment in an agency would be considered a pretty long time right now as compared to in the past where people stayed for 10, 12, 20 years So how do you ensure that your clients feel that even if there's fresh, untrained blood in the network or in the agency, um, the work that will be delivered will be the same as a seasoned hand because it takes time to understand the client's brand, guidelines, preferences and of course, business. I
1: experienced this firsthand um, because just now you mentioned the two to three years um, period. So in the past, I used to joke Um, whenever like uh, my colleague told me that uh, he has been in the company for like two years. So I would just tell him say, huh, it's time. <laughs> so the time is up. So when is the next change? I experienced this firsthand. Then when I left the agency, when I was working, there's a transition period that is needed to get the next can- candidate up to speed mm. on all the account matters. And also with like well-funded startups trying to bring digital in-house, right? The challenge of talent being poached is much higher. Then to tackle this issue, not at the expense of like slurging on like higher salary package. So what I decided to do was to build a process for everything in my company. So by first breaking down like a complex task to really bite-sized task, like creating a knowledge base within the organization. For example, in in maybe like the, the commonly um use in done tasks, right? Like campaign management. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture is to optimize the campaign to improve performance, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a complex, ta- complex task. Mm-hmm. So to achieve this it is built upon a series of smaller tasks. For example, identifying and without non-performing like keywords in Google search as context. So I created like a knowledge base on Google Drive to provide like a video or text guide to teach anyone how to carry out that task. So in a way, because I learned that if the knowledge is in my head, if I'm maybe like I'm down, I'm sick, then I will become like the bottleneck. By having this documented down, uh, I make it simple enough that even uh, maybe a maybe non-digital savvy person can understand. Right. And this makes hiring and training easier in the event whereby the particular members um, leave. So I think in a way, this is how I tackle because I couldn't change the landscape. So I only can like mitigate situation like this.
0: Yep, I can see that you are really um, democratizing the information and the knowledge that you have, which is so great. Um, So what is your trick in making clients feel more calm?
1: (laughs) Because of the manpower shift or even like uh, account personnel um, changes. So typically, uh, I will always be like transparent, like in terms of the shift. Then the next thing will be assuring them um, because of the processes we put in place. These uh, processes, I even like, share with my client that, hey, these are the things that the knowledge base, so it's not just limited to internal. So, we want to let client know that we have a process in place. Typically, I notice that um, clients feel more assured when they know everything seems to be uh, well planned and in place. So, even though there is a change when it comes to the account servicing person, having the process makes it easier for me to explain to, our, uh, to my client.
0: What are some of the trends that you're anticipating for the future?
1: Well, so I'm not really good at spotting trends, but <laughs> I am a- anticipating like a accelerated shift in media spend from other channels to digital, yes. because I think in the light of COVID nineteen pandemics, right, digital ads will be a more more efficient channel to reach advertisers' um target audience. The future of e commerce will be something like filled with much smaller e commerce players. Because with popular e-commerce enabler software, it's easier for individuals to jump onto the e-commerce bandwagon. So I think that would be one of the push uh, factors for the growth in terms of e-commerce shops. And together with government's push for digitalization Mm. and encouraging retailers to go online, we definitely will see more uh, online stores popping up. And this directly uh, would have impact when it comes to ad costs. Oh. More competition in areas like SEO, for example, everybody is fighting for the same space in Google.
0: So let me throw a curveball question in your direction. If a marketer were to ask me why they should work with Roots, the answer would be, fill in the blanks.
1: Because based on my um, understanding of the market itself or the industry itself, a lot of time, um, clients are facing the salesperson or account, account servicing person only. So, uh, less emphasis on the processes, less emphasis on the behind the scene heroes. For me, I go on a slightly different, a very different account servicing structure. So, whereby a client is always tagged to an to, uh, account person, or I'll say a digital strategies to provide the big picture overall strategy. Then a specialist in any area like, for example, Google ads or Facebook ads, or even like SEO. Um, and with designers to support areas um, that requires design work. So this is um, a, a port structure that fully supports um, clients when it comes to their digital needs. So I would say this is something um, that I put together. Yeah, but of course, the next thing would be to differentiate myself through um, branding for, for my own uh, company
0: last and final question ian what can we expect from you in 2021 and beyond
1: in 2021 um, i'm looking at refining the processes i'm building so all the processes that i mentioned is is still a work in progress so we are constantly making it better and all these would cascade down to clients work coming out with better campaigns uh, optimizing the campaigns to improve the performance And also my 2021 goal will be um, to grow the team as well because I think being a people business, the team is the core.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of In Conversation With, powered by Roots Digital. If you'd like to find out more about the services offered by Roots Digital, head on to the agency's website at www.rootsdigital.com.sg. If you'd like to have your story told, reach out to the Marketing Interactive team via our Contact Us page on www.marketing-interactive.com. We look forward to sharing your journey.